Welcome to A Few Deep, a hangout podcast where a guest and I drink multiple styles of beer and talk about this, that, and the other thing. I'm your host, Joe Varga. So come on, let's get a drink. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? Happy Saturday. The weekend is here. I didn't have a podcast last week. Uh, it was my birthday week. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, tell you a little bit about that. I did some, uh, some naked glamping, which is, you know, camping, but with like a yurt. So I had, we had a room with a bed, which we went to, uh, we went to Lupin Lodge in, uh, uh Los Gatos. In the sort of the Santa Cruz Hills, like on the border. Uh, it was about 10 minutes from downtown Los Gatos, uh, which was super cool. Um, it, this, the facility was super clean, um, except for a couple of random things and they kind of had to deal with the kitchen and stuff like that. So we kind of didn't use any of that facility. We kind of brought a lot of snacks, some sandwiches, ate at their little restaurant, which was okay, very limited. Um, next time, if I went back, I would ha- I would want to bring, uh, I think you can bring an electric camping stove or even maybe just a little camping stove that you can cook on, uh, which I would have did. I should have did that, but you know, you, li- you got to try it out and live and learn, and uh yeah, so it's clothing optional the whole place. It's only mandatory to be nude in like the pool area and the like upper deck stuff, you know, near like the volleyball courts and shit. So you can't be just chilling out with clothes on, looking at naked people trying to spy. So, but it was good, super comfortable. Everybody there was super nice. Uh, it was a very family oriented place. They had like kids and shit, adults. Old people, younger people. It was good. Showers were clean. Mosquitoes were there. Got got a shower at the right moment. We showered, I think, one at dusk. All the showers are open. So they're not, like, private. And let's see. And, yeah, so then we went to, for food, certain, for the, the first day, we went down to uh, downtown Los Gatos, went to the Loma Brewing Company, I believe it was, which was pretty good. It was pretty good. The food was nice and the beers were good. Um, we were kind of tired and whatnot by that time. And the Warriors game was on the last one, I believe. So it was kind of packed. And, but we actually got a table immediately. So that was kind of, that was kind of nice. And it wasn't too long for the food. Let's see. Yeah. No, it was good. Um, yeah, the, the room itself, the yurt was, was nice. That was clean. It was fun. It had electricity. So you can plug your phones and, you know, watch some TV on your phone and shit if you get bored. Uh, we basically just the whole weekend pretty much hung out by the pool and drank and ate. That was about it. So it was a good birthday. Good birthday. And then we ended up the last day after we left, uh, the closing, we went to the Bash, which was a craft beer festival held by Rancid. And that was fucking awesome. Good time. Uh... The first, like, four hours is, like, all craft beer tasting, which was great. 
you know, they had a bunch of, uh, I think there was like 20 or so. And they give you this little bash goblet. And you'd like go around and you just get free beer the whole time, which was great. Um, saw some friends there from them. Uh, saw Uproar Brewing. Saw JC there doing his beers, which is great. Had a West Coast IPA, I believe, from him, which is tasty. Uh, some uh, Ghost Town from Berkeley. A friend over there who kind of shops around at the, the bars I work at. And uh, saw him there. It was pretty nice. His beer was good, too. Ghost Town's really good. Um, there's some other ones too. I can't. There was like a solid one, some average ones. The normal stuff. Sierra was there. Cider was there. Mike Mike's hard lemonade stuff like that. There was a kombucha, uh, alcoholic kombucha stuff that Laura liked. It's pretty good. Um, but the yeah, there was there was there was a lot of good beer. And then, like, so I get, like I said, from, like, 12 to 4, 4.30. <clears throat> and then the first bands kind of start. And the first band, I don't even know who the fuck it was. I took a picture of him, but I forget the name. Some English English band. You guys sound like you're from London. Sound like a little like you're from London. But, uh, they were, they were, they were cool. And then, and then the lineup just went L7. Suicidal Tendencies, Pennywise, and Rancid. I mean, the lineup was killer. And they did some some of the some new songs, some old songs, a lot of, you know, I mean, the Pennywise set was fucking sick, dude. And so was the Rancid set. I mean, they were like in the, it was like, the Rancid one was great. I mean, because it, it was like, the sun was setting. We got a little bit closer to up front for Pennywise. It was a little bit in the back. Not like crazy far in the back, but like somewhere in the middle. And uh, it seemed like nobody knew like a lot of the songs, you know, a lot of the older songs. But, or I mean, even the newer songs. But, I mean, I was just fucking, I was drunk. I was yelling them out, dude. Played some stuff off of fucking, you know, About Time in, in, the, in, in the self-titled album and Full Circle. And they were just cranking out the, the hits, dude. It was good. They probably play like two songs. I was just like, nah, it's probably newer. I don't really know it that well. Some of the new albums, I don't know. I think even though well, I listened to the, I think the one that came out last year was pretty good, but I just didn't, I, can't, I didn't retain. Not like in my youth where I retained every single song off of every record. But, and same with Rancid. It was Dusk. And then with the, the Mosh Pit dude was just fucking kicking up. And uh, all the dust was just flying. And it was, uh, it was a perfect San Jose deserty punk rock scene where the people were moshing and the dust was just kicking up and you had to like cover your beer like in fear and loathing when he's like at the fucking racetrack or whatever at the dirt bikes and shit. And his beer's just full of fucking sand. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. And I'm just like, oh, just drink it. Actually, I was trying to cover it up. Uh, so yeah, that was great. It was a great way to end the birthday. It was good. And then... uh yeah, so that was that was my week, busy week. Wedding coming up very soon in like twenty days. Um, yeah, so that was about it. Still playing some video games and hanging out, you know. Um, I'm getting more and more into Days Gone. 
If anybody has played that for PlayStation 4, it's it's gotten better. I think the only thing is still the freedom of 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 wandering around in uh open space. Uh open virtual space, I should say. You know, it's got you can't you can't jump. You can climb on shit, but like like I said, the freedom space, there's certain things you just can't jump through or jump on. I feel like there was a jump button. It would the game would be almost almost up there with Red Dead sort of. I mean, there's so but the game is so long. It's so there's so much going on. There's so much interaction with things and people and the gameplay is pretty smooth. I've had some some slowdown glitches here and there with it, but uh overall it's 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 pretty it's pretty fun. Getting used to riding the motorcycle is you know, you can get tricky, but uh yeah, I would say overall the game is, you know, I'd give it like at least a 90. Like I said, if it wasn't for that jump button option, I would be I'd be in love with this game. Not that I'm not, but it's just, you know, it's one of those things. All right. Enough about my bullshit. Sorry to ramble on here for fucking eight minutes. You could skip through the motherfucking 30 seconds and just get right to the conversations if you want to. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so my guests today were uh, Gabe, my friends Gabe and Melissa. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they work at Stanford and, uh, the, the, I forget, I always fucking forget what department, but it has to do with helping all the kids get their shit situated and, uh, all that stuff. I think sometimes they both teach classes too, uh, here and there. Uh, so super smart people. Uh, the conversation was great. It was super fun. Uh, we, we kind of had a slow start. And it 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 was partially my fault because I, I had some musical technical difficulties in the beginning, but you guys don't really notice it because I just made it happen. But it was a little frustrating for me. So, but anyway, the the conversation was great. It had a slow start, but then it picked up. You know, about a minute or two into it, we got right into some fun conversation and then a lot about um, stuff that we've lost with technology and. Uh, stuff that we should have not lost, like instincts and uh, things that, you know, uh, I think the topic here was uh, uh, patience and memory, that kind of stuff, stuff that we've like lost that we don't think we need to retain anymore. So, well, here's that conversation and I hope you enjoy. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. What's happening? I don't know. It feels like same shit, different day. Except here. It's true. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, Gabriel Wolfenstein and Melissa Stevenson. Evening, folks. Hello. How are you guys doing? Chilling? Good? Not half bad. All right. Not half good, either. Half good, half bad? Okay. That kind of worked. All right. These stupid. Uh, now I can just check half that. Half empty. Wait. Half empty. Glass half full today, or it was. You know, you, know, you said you had some progressive. Uh, not firing, but <laughs> basically, right? <laughs> nah, it's a. It was a good day. All right. And cool. I didn't even have to use my AK, which I don't own. I was about to say that'd be a problem. <laughs> I know it would be really hard. It? I yeah. know. And there's. 
if you want to do that legally, there's going to be a waiting period. I'm not entirely sure you can purchase it in this area at all. Yeah, you... I'm sure Have I can find a gun show. Need? Yeah, you can it actually probably difficult. maybe just move that even in front this way. Yeah, push it like that so it's in front of it, and then yeah. it might pick up better. That's good. All right. Well, first things first, let's get beer. So Sounds good. Pour. Um... Do you care what we do first? I do not care what we do first. Do, do you have a, a specific? I got um, I got you a, a, t- a South City one, which I forget what it's called, and then there's like a Blackberry, I think, too. So, but I would probably lean toward the Blackberry. Okay, cool. It's a big bottle, sort of. Uh, no, we can help. Well, you do get Blackberry as well. It is almost summer, which is the season for blackberries. It's true. Isn't tomorrow the... We'll start with this beer. The solstice? <clears throat> tomorrow is the solstice, the longest day of the year. What were you doing a year ago on the longest day of the year, Gabriel? I was being schlepped around Iceland by one Melissa Stevenson and another friend of ours. Uh, Sorry, it's Huckleberry. Not to interrupt. Huckle- Huckleberry or Blackberry? Huckleberry is perfectly fine. Okay. So that cider will be your Huckleberry? I'll be your Huckleberry. All right. I do love that performance. But anyway, yeah, Iceland. Let that pass. Iceland yes. on the longest day of the year. It basically did not get dark. And we went, um, we were driving, I don't know, 16 hours that day? At least. Something like that. Um, Out to the westernmost point of Europe, where there were... Puffins. And there were apparently puffins. puffins. I did not go see the puffins because the ride out to that point uh, kind of wrecked my back. Oh, what, what kind of ride was it? it uh, did you guys take a bus or something? No, no. Malbark Endar is a word we learned, and that means pavement ends. And a lot of the West <laughs> You do not have Iceland an off-road vehicle, let's be clear. Is Malbark, Malbark Endar. Interesting. So we went over some really... Intense bumps. Intense yeah. bumps. Did not, so did not go well for me. The shock value was not good? <laughs> the sh- Well, you know, it depends. The, the, oh, yes, of the car. Yeah, the uh-huh. shock value to me was, you know, solid. But of the car, no. The car was, not, like, a, was not a four-wheel drive vehicle. What kind of car was it? Just like a regular, like a Honda or something? Something small? Something like that, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Little four-door car. Was it... It's gorgeous as fuck, though. Was it... Not the car. I, I say the car? Yeah. Uh, was, it, was it daylight then the whole time? or Pretty much. Yeah. We left... At around 9.30 in the morning, and it was daylight, and we got back to the hotel at around 3.30 in the morning, and it was daylight. There was about an hour in there where it, when it was almost... Gloaming. Where, where, where it was almost twilight. Interesting. That's got to be weird, just in general. I... I I've never... I, so I haven't been to, like, Alaska or any of those times where the, the it's daylight for... After midnight, and then you're just kind of like, Ugh. It was pretty disorienting. I started to miss the dark. It's hard, you know, like, so I'm a person, like, I sleep late. Yeah. And, you know, and I sleep, you know, can sleep, you know, well to, like, you know, 11, 12, whatever. Yeah. But I discovered, I really do, unless I'm, like, really exhausted, I need it to be dark to fall asleep. And it yes. never being dark is weird. Is a, is a, <laughs> is an odd... It's an odd thing altogether. Uh, all right. It did mean we were well protected from vampires, though. 
It's true. It's true. Iceland in the summer is not a good place for vampires. You're the opposite of the 30 days and night. Yeah. You know, 30 days of night, I should yeah. say. Now, Iceland is, in the winter. Which is not as awful a movie as I was expecting it to be. It was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks what for are coming we, on the podcast. What are we drinking here with this dog with a hockey stick? All right. This first one is from um, Laughing Monk, I uh-huh. believe, right? Let me see. Yeah. Laughing Monk Brewing. Uh, it's the No Regretskis Pale Ale. So, and then What the Puck is, is just kind of whatever. So there, there is a picture of a dog in, um, holding a hockey stick in its mouth. In a hockey scruffy gear. white dog. Yeah, and a helmet. And it's got, yeah, a hockey helmet. Can I prove that he has the helmet? Yeah. Uh, and Gretzky's is, No Regretskis is spelled like Wayne Gretzky. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, it's a Pale Ale and What the Puck. And then 5.5. And Melissa's Melissa, drinking what do you got? Two Rivers. Two Rivers Huckleberry Cider. Nice. All right. Thanks for coming on the podcast, guys. I know it was kind of short notice. Um, ah, it's always a pleasure. Sorry, I didn't have my shit together. I was like, I thought it would... This this phone takes forever to charge, and that's where I have all these little, like, uh, midis. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? So you get to, like, record and play that shit, and that's how I do it through this. But uh, for some reason, I didn't plug it in. I was like, ah, shit. So it takes forever, and now it's just like not turning on. So maybe, maybe the second round I'll be able to make it work. We shall see. We shall see. The future yeah. is the undiscovered country, uh, all right. wherein we might find out if the phone charges. Yeah, that's what Shakespeare was writing about. You see, he wanted the undiscovered country was death, and right now the phone is dead. That is the undiscovered country, yes. Know, Death. That's true, that's true. Um, it's a nice beer. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually smooth for a pale. It's not too hoppy. Yeah. For It's a pretty good summer beer, actually. Yeah. I would get this. I feel you did. Well, I mean, like, you know, as a four-pack, maybe, <laughs> instead of some other ones, but I did get this for sure. <laughs> I did, I did. Um, yeah, for my birthday, we got, like, I just got... Um, Happy birthday, man. It oh, was, thank you. Joe's birthday was very recently, so everybody out there in Radio Land, yeah. wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was last Thursday, last Thursday, last yeah, last week. Uh, but I only got, like, just some mild beers. I got, like, Trumers or something. Mm. Yeah, I got Trumer beer. That's a good summer beer. It's like an all-day Pilsner, because we were drinking all day, basically. You have this, to, you uh, really, you know, my temptation, my temptation... I often choose high alcohol content in beers. Yeah. No, because, I noticed that for you, so I was yeah. like, mm, you're on the heavier side But when it comes to drinking. But when it's like sitting out there, either like out at the beer festival all day or sitting out on the porch, you just, you know, can't have those 11%, you know, Imperials. You'll die. <laughs> yeah, you, you won't make it. I mean, yeah. uh, even some of the other ones, like they had some, a lot of the, I mean, they're always doing a, some heavy hitters like it's always like seven plus with the percentage and it's like yeah. ipa double ipas and but a lot of them had some loggers too so they had like four at the bash the bash festival uh just yeah. to clarify uh in san jose uh, craft beer and punk rock so the the craft beer tents all had like four taps so they had like double ipa hazy ipa lager or a pilsner type and then maybe a pale ale mm. which was kind of cool some of them had like Hefeweizens. There was a, uh, what kind of other tent? There was a, a kombucha tent, alcohol kombucha, that, which is kind of cool. So I find kombucha really weird. I don't like kombucha. And I find people who 
are kombucha-centered have not yet been able to explain to me why kombucha is so awesome. Like, I, I just, I don't get it. It's the whole active cultures thing. It's like yogurt, but you can drink it. It's sort of but like, yeah. Yogurt. Very but, but sour, a, like almost like a sour beer. Right? So, But if I want drinkable yogurt, I'll get kefir or a myriad of other drinkable yogurts. I don't know. Why do I, why, why, <laughs> why do I want yogurt. something that looks like, you know, it's been sitting there molding and whatever for weeks and months? I mean, Says don't you look the man at... drinking fermented? Well, yes, but this is what it looks like now. I don't, you know, I'm not drinking it when it looks like it's all moldy and etc. I mean, you look at those kombucha, when the wart is warting. You look at those kombucha things, and you look at that, and who looks at that and says, "I'm drinking that." I'm drink that. I'm gonna try it. Well, I guess that's back in the day what they had to do, right? You had to try stuff. That's why there's a million deaths immediately, and then you that's... get to. <laughs> That guy died. Don't drink that. Yeah, no, it's totally true. I mean, <laughs> I think worse that. than that. Don't drink that that way. Yeah. We are desperate enough that we'll try something slightly different. Now, one of my absolute favorite foods is the artichoke. Here, here. But I do I love artichoke, yeah. Very sad for the poor bastard who's like, I'm really hungry. I'm going to need to eat that thistle. And over, you know, millennia, we made it a better and tastier and bigger thistle. But those first folks were just. Hungry, gonna eat a thistle. Yeah, just trying it. And I find myself now just buying canned or jarred uh, artichoke hearts because it's just a pain in the ass to get to it. (laughs) You know, you gotta buy like a thousand of them anyway. It's like somebody already did the work for me. Why take that away from them? You know? True, but I think about it. I may have even said this on a previous podcast, but a guy I taught for, a professor at Stanford named Robert Proctor, um, was fond of saying or gave this really great image um, when thinking about like what do we know and how long have we known it and how do we know it and he said something goes like we live on islands of knowledge in seas of forgetfulness and and his point was like think of all the stuff that we have forgotten as the human species over the course of how long it's existed right like probably very important things like yeah I feel like that's something now almost too with like technology kind of taking over certain mm-hmm. things and people are just kind of forgetting uh, like simple directions. Like, you know, like I know sometimes most of the time Laura will not not look at her phone. She's like, I need to have it up there and it needs to tell me mm-hmm. where to go. And it like I need the voice on there as well and everything being turn right, turn left here. I'm like, I don't fucking need that half the time. I'm like, I know where I'm going. I know what exit. And then I kind of just map it out in my brain yeah. because I'm used to, back in the day, either using, like, a road map or, you know, then when they progressed to MapQuest, yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. Um, I don't remember who I was talking with about this um, not long, like, within the last few days. But uh, growing up in L.A. and I assume on lots of other, you know, driving-centered places, you did not leave the house. Like, every car had a Thomas Brothers guide. Which was a big map book, yeah, like mm-hmm. of the entire city in huge detail, and you just you didn't go anywhere without having that in the car because you never knew where you would end up, you never knew, you know, or how to find something, and if you didn't, you know, figure out where you're going in the first place in some esoteric little part of town, you needed a map. And now, and I find myself when I'm going somewhere, you know, unless it's like a big trip or something, yeah, I don't generally like look at the map and see where I'm going. I'm just like, yeah, phone will tell me. 
Yeah, basically. And then I think about how fucked I would be if the phone stopped telling me things. Exactly. And I think, so that's what we were talking about, is I think we've, we've just stopped learning direction, almost, with, like, where is my sense of direction? If I was in the wilderness, I'd be really fucked, you know? Yeah. I have no north, south, I have no true north, you know, basically, I have no nothing. Melissa often will tell me, like, go, you know, it's just east, or it's just west, and I'm like... <laughs> People that know their cardinal directions. Uh, I do not. I'm just like... Do you know your roads or not really? I mean, like if somebody said, mm. without giving you a, a, a phone. Yeah. And they said, go to Half Moon Bay. Yeah. Could you do that? Yeah. Okay. So, right, I mean... Well, from here, you just point to the ocean and eventually you'll hit it. <laughs> you'll hit it. And, you know, if but you if hit the, the first... ocean and it's not Half Moon Bay, then you got to choose to go north or south along that route. and Either you'll... Hit Santa Cruz, in which case you've gone the wrong direction, or you'll hit, you know, you know, do it the way like a pinball might. Back and forth, back and forth. Eventually get there. Eventually get there. But if I don't, don't even know where you were going to go. But. but if I don't have the phone to tell me to stop, then how, how, then what? Then I'll just end up in the ocean. Learn to swim. <laughs> Maybe like the sense of time, too, really, right? It's like, oh. same thing. It's like, how long is it going to take to get there? If you didn't have a phone, it's like, oh. You know, I can't say that's exactly... I'll be there in 19 minutes. You know, yeah. you have to kind of just be like, uh, I don't know. I'll be there 30, 40 minutes, something yeah, like that. Uh, maybe a half hour, who knows. That's one of the classic LA things, too, which is uh, distance in time, not in miles or kilometers. Right. And just time based on what time? What time and traffic, once you hit right. it, it's, it's there. Underpinned by the great Los Angeles lie of... Everything's 20 minutes away. I'll be there in 20 minutes. It is like the standard answer. Anything. So everybody is, just always says that? Yeah. I'll be there in 20 minutes. There's this, you know, imagination that somehow I, you know, that's how long it'll take. It almost, like, never. You will never be there in 20 minutes. Especially if you've got a park and everything. But still. So, it is a so it's kind of like a, a New York minute, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, I'll be there in a minute. It's a great song. <laughs> yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, I'll be there in a minute, and then you're like, you know, half hour later, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so that's kind of the, L- the L.A. 20 minutes, right? I'll be there in 20 minutes, you're there about an hour later, kind of a thing. I think that, Depending. Right, but, uh, you know, it's also the way that we connect, you know, with each other or find each other. Like, in bygone days, like, if we had met in the 90s, we would have actually, you know, and we were going to, you know, go hang out, go get a beer, whatever, and meet at a place like, we'll be at the, I'll beat you at the corner of blah and blah. Yeah. Right? I'd have to give a precise point, because otherwise, how the fuck are we going to find each other? Yes, exactly. Now it's like, yeah, we'll be in the area. I'll give you a call. I'll text you when we're there. We'll find each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, y- yeah, we've, we've lost that meetup zone without any information. It's yeah. like, it's like, if I would even just said, hey, once you're here, just come in the door, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, people don't do that. They're like, I'm here. So you get yeah. the text. You're like, I have to, like, wait for it. The same, even when I, like, go pick up Laura after work or something, if she's at her mom's house, I'll, like, drive into the driveway and I'll text her, here, why don't I just get the fuck out of the car, go in the house, and be like, hey, what's happening? Cool. Come back outside. It's like, nope, I'm here, I'm in the car, get your ass out here so we can leave, like, that kind of thing. I mean, I totally texted here when we were out there, now, when we were here. Yeah. Now, in fairness, I did knock, not very loud, but... Oh, I I did, yeah. You may, right? So, yeah. in some defense of me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, when I go, you know, uh, like get Melissa or Brian, our friend Brian, or Melissa comes to pick me up, 
almost never does somebody come up and say, hey, how's it going? Let's go. It's always text. Here. I'm outside. Yeah, I'm outside. Let's go. We're ready to go. Yeah. Where okay. are you? Yeah, it's never that knock at the door. I don't show up anymore at the door. No. Um, knock at the door is scary. Yeah. That's that true. Uh, that was a what comedian. There's some random comedian that said that. He's like, he's like, who the fuck's knocking at my door? It's two o'clock in the afternoon. It's bullshit. <laughs> you know? Get the gun. Sit down. Sit down. Everybody be quiet. Turn out the lights. <laughs> Pretend we're not home. <laughs> kind of shit. He's like, it's just me. Why are you knocking? Call me first. <laughs> you know, like, fuck, dude. Wouldn't that be like that changed the whole game? What do you think is what do you think is something uh, important that we've lost as as a as a human race? Maybe from an old. Uh, is there like a very specific thing that you think maybe is like super lost in time? That's a great question, Melissa. You got an answer? Well, I think it's super trippy, <laughs> both trippy and trippy. tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Because it, yeah, if we look at the history of this, it all goes back to Socrates refusing to learn how to read and write, saying that it would destroy human memory because people yeah. were outsourcing their memory and no one could say, recite an entire epic poem anymore because we wrote it down and then we could read the epic poem. Right. And so we've done this for a very long time and it does something to our memory and how we react and relate to each other as a community because I won't. Gabriel, money. You use an example. Woohoo! I'm an example. <laughs> Often, but so this I don't. Doesn't always go well for me. I don't have to count on Gabriel to know this great story because the story can be written down, Cat and I have by it. Earphones. Oh, good job. Well done. What happened? Cat disconnected my earphones. Oh, did you plug them back in? Gordo. Uh, I don't know what happened at the other end. Anyway, Melissa, well, we are dealing with the cat problem. Sorry, we inter- Gordo interrupted you. Can you hear or no? Well, I can hear you guys. Oh, okay. No, put it on. Go ahead. You can keep talking. I'll fix it. But so... Gordo, get the fuck out. <laughs> we, don't, we don't rely on the community as individuals to know the stories or to keep that tradition because we can have it written down. We can have mm-hmm. it as a record. And on the one hand, that allows our communities writ large to be, well writ large to be much much bigger and you can have connections everywhere but the kind of really small close intimacies of depending on your community for that kind of knowledge so for yeah for beer brewing knowledge if you were a community that wanted and needed beer you either had to trade with another community that had that had a brewer or have a brewer in your community who would pass that knowledge and information down and so on the one side, being able to outsource that information allows us to do all kinds of crazy, amazing things. But it makes, I think, our, our close community bonds a little weaker. I think so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think with that, with writing, do you think <clears throat> do you think do you think he was correct or maybe right or? By writing stuff down, we kind of lost something? Or do you think that we've gained something from writing? I think both. Yeah. You know, and, and as someone who's made her life and living on, on writing, writing and reading and, uh-huh. and thinking about that, I mean, big fan of the printing press. Yeah, yeah. You know, before that, big fan of the written word. Uh, I love the fact that potentially we all have our very own little printing press now. Yeah. You, know, you can put things out in the world on the bad side. You can put things out in the world 
and people do, but it means that people can find each other both for good or for ill. Yeah. But it also means we don't need to rely on those closer to us as much as we might have in the past. Yeah, there was something, um, you guys watched all Game of Thrones and all that, right? Yeah. You guys had all the big parties and stuff mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. My, my, my shirt says, it's what I <laughs> yeah, do. you got the, that's what I do. I drink and I know things. I drink and I know things. Which is the or best, at least I which, drink. Which is one of the best quotes he like had. It in, was, it was an amazing quote. moment. Um, so he, so kind of on his character, um, even though the last season was garbage, basically, I mean, it was still had some good points and, you know, uh. Because it's... You're not going to cheer us to the last season was garbage? It hurts too much. <laughs> it does. You know. uh, but having said that, being on the same topic of what what do you think we might have lost, um, I, I sort of... I sort of... I was sort of almost like taken back, but like sort of... And really kind of realized like this weird thing that like... So he... So when... When... Uh, Tyrion was like sitting with people and they're all like waiting for the um the fucking the white walkers to come. Yeah. You know, and they're all just kind of sitting around doing their own thing. The, that that night the sort of the night before the battle. The night before moment. the yeah, yeah. Matt, good episode. Yeah, which that I thought, was probably which the best I thought episode. That was the best episode of the season. I agree. Basically. And then after just that we just went down. I love that episode. I always like episodes where characters are just forced to sit around and talk to each other. Which was great because and then that what we lost, right? It was the song song is what we lost Mm. and he's like does anybody know a song does anybody know a fucking song basically is what he's saying you know and somebody starts singing a song and i thought wow that's what kind of what you're saying where we would rely on somebody who could potentially do that on just you know you didn't really have anything. You just had melody and a voice. There's, yeah. They didn't have an instrument to go with. They didn't have anything. They're just kind of like, yeah, I know the song. Let me sing a song that maybe my family was used to sing all the damn time. You know, was it a nursery rhyme or who cares what it was, you know? And then, yeah, so that made me think about all the technology that's been out and who can just produce garbage music and throw shit, like you said, out into the world. And we've kind of lost the um, the... Uh, uh, what word I'm searching for? But we, we've we've lost ability. Well, we've what we've lo- it's not we've lost it's not sacred anymore. It's not special. Yeah. Uh, so the song the song is recorded, and once it's recorded, it's kind of just out there, and you could play it to death. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I fucking hate that song now. You know, I've listened to that song so many times. Yeah. Um, but. Back then, or before recorded music, um, it must have been so beautiful to be able to just sit with somebody and have them sing, even play a guitar. Because I mean, even in the 1800s and all that, or even back then with the pianos and you know, yeah, way, before way, wind you know, instruments, way back anything, then. anything, right? Any musical instrument, anything to be able to carry a tune and then sing it, but then write it down, right? So then you maybe write the words down or memorize it or somehow just because. That's kind of interesting too, right? To just kind of uh, memorize words of being like, "Hey, hey me, hey me, hey me," and I gotta, I can't write it down. I'm just gonna memorize it. Hey me, hey me. Okay, it goes like that. Hey me, hey me. So that's kind of interesting of just how, 
I thought we lost something in in song. I thought we lost the it's the, the special, you know. There was some, right. So if we think about why traveling troubadours were so important, it was because they brought you new songs. Yeah. They brought you also new stories. They told you about what was going on in the world because everybody was relatively speaking, you know, as as a mad, you know, most of the world was pretty isolated mm-hmm. from each other if you weren't in one of these major centers of, you know, crossroads of information and movement. So somebody came into town and 20 miles back then was fucking 20 miles. Yeah. Dude, you're like I'm not walking that. Get the fuck out of here. No, I mean even, you know, that's, you know, at least a whole day if not longer right the missions are how far apart oh good question there's supposed to be a day's ride there's every mission right all the california missions you know bracketing all the disaster and bad things that happen as part Mm -hmm. of the missions and very big bracket killing you know folks and disease and blah blah blah. right they're set up for one day's journey which was damn far that's yeah that's and you know in even older times right somebody came into town they had a new story that you hadn't heard that you could then repeat when they left or a new song or new information about what was happening in the world and now you know i check the phone multiple times a day and when the website with the you know when the cnn or the huffpo or the whatever and it hasn't updated in like 30 minutes i feel myself i sort of look at myself slightly outside myself and like I'm annoyed that there isn't new information, that the headlines are still the same. Yeah. 30 fucking minutes later. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? I agree. And I kind of think about that, too. Like, uh, even on updated... Uh, I don't know if you guys... There's... Uh, there's, like, um, three or four people that have died recently, and, like, two in Fiji was a couple. Yeah. And um, then two and in the Dominican, Dominican Republic. Republic yeah. of some random... And one was, like, from the minibar. Right, of alcohol of some sort, maybe. Which, by the way, the mini bar is never a good idea, and you're getting overcharged. Never. You're for gonna get it. overcharged anyway. Never hit the fucking mini bar. You yeah, go yeah. down to the bar. Damn straight. Yeah, but yeah, I thought that was like I'm like looking for updates. Like every, I'm like, come on, when are you gonna fucking find out something or what? You know, it's like, oh, it's only been 24 hours. Where the f-? like, I'm like, dude, it takes weeks. I'm sure to autopsies and you know, uh, when you're in the lab, you got to run tests and. It's going to take fucking like almost a year to figure out what happened to these people, probably. You know, and I'm, you find yourself frustrated because the information is not there. Yeah. yeah. I find and that interesting. Like, patience, I think, is what, something we've lost. We, oh, my. Spot on. And I think about, I think about the impact of information technology broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about when I first started thinking about this, uh, like, first started thinking about the internet, whatever the hell that is, and its impact on us and all that kind of crap. And when I first started thinking about it, I was thought... this maybe in, in the 1800s with your friends, uh, Charles Babbage and Ada Lovelace? This is what I was thinking about this in the 1800s. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, printing had become cheaper, right? So suddenly, yeah. you know, you could have lots of paperbacks and things like that. And it wasn't like something... Rich books were something that only rich people could have. You could print up sheet music. Could print up sheet music. And even into the 20th century and in the early 21st century. I was thinking, like, is there anything new here? And I was like... Nah, the internet, which Babbage sort of imagined. He didn't really. No. Um, um, but, you know, uh, uh, you know, but in the, the Machine Stops kind of imagined it. Not, so, not long later in the early 20th century. Anyway, the point is, when I first was thinking about 
is the internet, is information technology in the modern world different? And my initial response in circa 2000 was, nah, like shit's faster. Yeah. And there's more <clears> of it. <throat> but this is really still like a 19th century and an earlier century. It's, like yeah. it's just like now we have more. It's, yeah, and it's, it's more accessible yeah. and that's great. But same thing. And now when I think about it, I'm like, I think there's something different now. I think this has had an impact on us. I mostly think, you know, I think in some big ways negative, but, you know, I'm old and I want the kids to get off my lawn. Um, you have no yeah. lawn. You live in Palo Alto. Yeah. I have no lawn. I live in Palo Alto. Melissa makes Get away from my point. street. Yeah. Get off my street. You Stop kids going fast. With, with your internets and, and your phones. But I think about like that, the lack of patience, the way in which we interact with each other and we've become disconnected in some ways. Yeah. Is a different thing. There is something new that has come with phones and social media and the speed at which information moves that is in fact different. Well, let's 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 take a little walk. A little walk down memory lane. Um Gabriel are not actually born in the 19th century, but close, right? Sure. All right. So Yes, I'm born in the 20th century. When you went to as college... As far as everybody's concerned. Yes. When you went to college in the late 80s. Early 90s? Early 90s. When you went to college in the early 90s. Yep. How often did you call home? Uh... Great, I don't know. Great question. I'm going to say... Couple times a week. How often... It was expensive. How often? Payphone? No, we had we had phones in the room, and you bought, but um, and so there were long numbers distance. that were signed up, but you paid for the long distance. Oh no, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fun game of sitting with your roommates. And there were payphones everywhere. Oh yeah, one eight hundred collect all day. Yeah, arguing with your roommates about whose uh, long distance <laughs> calls were whose. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway, sorry. Listen, a couple times a week. Yeah. Sure. How often do you call home, or contact home, today? Oh, I talk to my mom every day. Now, was it getting older or was it the technology that changed? I think it was the technology that changed. Your point, your... I think getting older is what happened. I mean, okay, that's right. So let's say college is a unique special time when you want to kind of You want to branch out. You want to get away from what's what. But but we work with college students Mm -hmm. and most of them are in near constant contact with, with their parents? With their parents, with friends from home, with hmm. the ma- the communities that they had don't fade, which is a good thing. Do you think through text? But also a bad thing. A lot of text. So, a ma- lot of- so okay. But still, that's still in contact, I guess, right? It's so, a kind so, of okay, in contact. Yeah. There's, there's a constant... Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you text your mom every day, you're still in contact yeah. with her every day, right? Whether you call her on the phone or yeah. you text her, right? You still know what she's doing. Maybe. And you know, we, we, we were talking about the, if we go far enough back, you move 20 miles away, if we're pre-telephone, you maybe get a letter yeah. every couple weeks. But now the communities that people form when they're young, if they were solid communities, sometimes even if they weren't, persist. And parental relationships persist. But it does mean that when you're in, put into college, you're not tossed as openly into the void as you might have been before 
And there's good mm. to that, which is you are not tossed into the void. And there's bad to that, which is you don't necessarily learn how to build something out of the void. Right. Mm. Now, it's interesting. Um, do you think, well, do you, I mean, because I'm the same, I'm, I live far away from most of my friends and family, but I still am not in the same contact as well as anybody else, just Laura, basically. Like, even mm. friends that live five minutes down the road. Yeah. I'm not in contact with every day, once a week, once a month. You know, it kind of, yeah. for, I don't know, I don't know if it's just me or it's like, or, or I find the same, like, disconnect from them too. Like, we're, it's like everybody's life has gotten busy where, there's certain things people that I, I just don't connect to that I'm like thinking about it. And then when, sometimes I'll think about like, say when you get a text and you're like, didn't I text you back? I thought, I thought I text you back because I thought the answer immediately, but I had to, I was doing something. So I had to right. like put my phone down. So it was like, you know, somebody texted me and I was like, oh yeah, Johnny said, meet me here. Didn't I meet you there? I thought. I thought I'd text you back. He's like, you didn't text me back, dude. I was like, fuck, man. My, I thought my brain texted you back is what, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. But I'm there quite yet. Yeah, but I haven't been in contact. And that's kind of the the fun thing with uh, some of the new Black Mirror stuff is kind of interesting. It's not like – there's a couple episodes that are really fun. But anyway. Um, We're it's sort of, it's, Yeah, it's sort of on that technology, right, where like it's like I, I have all this shit. You know, I have so many ways to connect. I have people I could talk to every day. I can, and I can connect, but they work. I work. My time zone's different than their time zone. Yeah. Uh, I'm awake when they're not, and they're awake when I'm not. And uh, it, it kind of like that forgetfulness kind of is there as well. It's like, oh, I forgot what days you worked. Oh, I forget when you're. I forget when you wake up. Like I don't know. I don't know your schedule. There's like I don't know your schedule. Like I, we don't hang out anymore. You know, it's like. So we we've got, but when you do talk to the like, if I talk to my best friend at home, any day of the year, and I could not see him for two years, it's like an instant. We're already back yeah. to what we we didn't lose. We didn't lose a beat. You know, it's like and there's that's why we're French. friends. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I, I think for for me, I don't know. If, I guess if I wasn't. Uh, in college, for at any point of time, it would probably be the same. Like I just don't. Mm. Um, uh, communication uh, should be my strong point, but I I I feel like I lack sometimes in communication or uh, communicating with people. I think or connecting. Still. Well, there's still for all the like the connection tools we have. It's still up to us to make those connections. Yes. But yeah, I want to come back to something from earlier that both you and Melissa referenced, and then you said the word Johnny, and that reminded me of it, which is things we've lost. Yes. Which come back. You know, which I love. I love that the topic is great. Yeah. Um, and you both said memory. And this is hugely true. I have a shitty memory. It didn't always used to be as shitty as it was, because I have outsourced so much memory to i'm pointing at melissa's phone but because my phone's in my pocket and we're not on camera so none of this matters and it doesn't matter that i'm anyway phone 
right? Uh-huh. Um, and the reference was, great story, shitty movie, Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic, yes. Absolutely. Just like, awful movie. I love me some Keanu Reeves, but that was not a good movie. It wasn't good, no. <laughs> but, right, the whole thing, for the people who didn't see it, right, he's, this, he's basically a courier, and he makes money because he can... You can upload shit into his mind, and it can be delivered to somebody else securely. And he yeah. has chopped out part of his brain and replaced it with a hard drive, which is a or flash memory, an in-brain flash drive. Which at yeah. the time is an amazing story, bad yeah. movie, like you said. Yeah. Um, but we have done this with the phones, and like the simple, obvious one that everybody's like, you know, yeah, but that's not really real. Is like, how many phone numbers do you know? I know phone numbers from my childhood. Me too. I know my. And I'm in a hometown pizzeria. I know. I know yeah. Mike Tyson's fucking code for Mike Tyson's punch out to get to Mike Tyson immediately on Nintendo. There you go. Right. I know my best friend's phone numbers from when I was a kid. I know my home phone number when I was a kid. I know phone numbers from friends who haven't lived in that house who I'm not friends with anymore. Yeah. I could not tell you your phone number. I couldn't tell you Melissa's phone number. I can barely tell you my fucking phone number. Because I don't need to know it anymore. I made, I made it a point to know Laura's phone number. It's well done. Like, I seriously, made well done. it a point to do right. it. And, and so that, but that's the simple, silly version of the, you know... The memory part. Yeah, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I used to be really good, and it was impressive, at remembering birthdays. That used to be a skill of mine. It used to be a skill. Me too, Until... Yeah. The phone and the calendar and the Facebook all took it over, right? And now you don't have to remember any of that shit because it It pops you. up yep. sometimes. And then if yep. it doesn't pop up, you're like, shit, I think I forgot somebody's birthday. Yeah. Which could be my best friend's birthday. I'm like, what is his birthday? Fuck. Yeah. I knew it was coming up, dude. Yeah. I know it's coming up. I just couldn't remember. Like even like Rob's birthday. Yeah. Rob's birthday is coming up soon. And I think it's either the 24th or the 26th. But I think it's the 24th or the 3rd. But if it pops up, I'm like. Ah, fuck, I don't remember, but it, it, it probably won't pop up because he doesn't uh, connect with Facebook as much as uh, somebody else that would be on Facebook a lot to make it connect, you yeah. know? So I'm like, and then I feel like a shithead going, fuck, you remembered my birthday. Yeah. I know his birthday's coming up, so, and I don't give a fuck if he's listening to this, but <laughs> if, I'll text him like, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? Yeah. Right. Oh, on Thursday, we're going here. Cool, man. I love you. Happy birthday, brother. I hope you enjoy. Yep. I know it's early, but still, you know, so I'll... But I know I'm in the ballpark, same, you know, with whatever, just trying to remember, right? Yeah. But you feel like you're Facebook friends with, like, I don't know, 800 people, so you're like, there's a birthday, like, every, every fucking day. day. Every day, there's somebody's fucking birthday, and you're like, I, and I've started I can't up. take it, man. I've started I, giving up. I, I've given up a long time ago. I'm like... To giving up. To give, Well, I I appreciate... Melissa won't cheers with us for giving up. Well, she's like, I'm, I'm not into it. I'm still in the it. fight. I'm she in the fight. still in the fight. I, 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 love, I love everybody, and I appreciate everybody's, like, Facebook posts of happy birthday. Um, I seriously, sincerely do. But... It's devalued it, hasn't it? It's devalued anything, because... My dad doesn't call me. Mm. My stepdad doesn't call me. My brother or sister doesn't call me. They don't text me. They just put it on Facebook. Happy birthday, bro. That's it. Done. Don't. I, it's it's like yeah. It's like I've checked off a, a a cleaning list. 
Dishes are done, man. Check. Your birthday wish is out there, and that's all you do. It's not sincere anymore. It's not very heartfelt. It's like, and not that I want everybody to be like, oh, your birthday is so special. It's not no, about but that. The, but there is a small group of There's people. There's a couple of people that need who to damn be... well better call or at least text. Right? I took my birthday off Facebook. And that's what I was saying about Rob. So yeah. he took his his, 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 not, his his birthday is not on Facebook, so nobody knows. And I didn't really take it off so much as a test. Like, you know, did you remember my birthday? But because I felt so obligated when... People who I have not seen in 25 years. To respond! Yes. Just happy birthday. And I was like, happy birthday, person who I remember as a junior high school student. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> right, in my mind. Like, you don't know me as an adult now anymore, right? And so I removed it because each year I'd be like, I feel like I need to make a real connection with each of these people. And... It's, it's just it's not a real connection it's just impossible it's yeah. it's yeah. it's an impossibility of it's like i'm gonna taste your cider melissa you go for that we'll grab another beer too yep since we're Joe, in you want to taste cider a little bit sure i'll try it out a little bit i'm not a big cider fan but it's okay i'll try it i'll try it out try anything for the most part even i hate snails i'll give it a <laughs> shot i'm gonna, gonna cry through it all but i'll do I it i tried it once snails are gross yeah you think that they would be a, a like a really good delivery device for garlic and butter? Are they not? The, well, yes, I guess but they're ruining right. the garlic and butter. Uh. Just give me the garlic and butter. <laughs> Just give I me mean, some garlic and butter. I'll drink it. It's fine. Exactly. Instead of the chewy snails. Are they not, supposed to be chewy? No. I'm sure it's like probably. a snot rocket. I'm guessing, right? I don't know. I, I mean, they're not supposed to be chewy, chewy. I think they're supposed to be like more an oyster. Tender. Yeah. I mean, but they're cooked. You don't need snails raw. No, no, no. You don't need it raw. But it's like an oyster, maybe, but cooked yeah a hot snot rocket all right so i had an uncle who gathered up garden snails and fed them on cornmeal for a couple of weeks and then cooked them up that's pretty good that is pretty good yeah you mean the cider not the snails i mean the cider cider is actually pretty good yeah that's that's kind of delicious so yeah that is actually would drink again two rivers two rivers huckleberry i would drink that huckleberry you're my huckleberry damn straight i'm your huckleberry I love that. I do love that movie, and I love his performance in that movie. It may be my second favorite Val Kilmer. Performance. Val Kilmer is amazing. He was what amazing. What is your number one? Val the Doors. Real, real genius, actually. Real ah. I, I got on DVD. No, the Doors. The Doors. I mean, is, his performance is oh Jim Morrison. God. I thought he was Jim Morrison. It was really. It was That's how much I loved it. So not yeah. Willow. I love Willow. Um, I am Mad Mardigan. <laughs> it's my favorite. They have talked about a sequel. Ah, get out of here. I know, seriously. I read something recently like they're all back and going to do it again. Well, they're trying to do a, a multiple sequels. Dude, I mean, they're coming out with a, a brand ugh, a brand new fucking child's play of like a ugh. different doll and shit. And I'm like, you just can't. Nope, no creepy why, dolls. Why? No. Yeah, Laura no. doesn't no. like dolls. No, no I mean, I'm dolls. all for creepy dolls. Child's nope. play. I love Chucky. I love Chucky. I don't want, but I don't want it to be revived. Like, I don't want new, I don't want new versions. Ooh, ooh new topic. When can you remake a movie? Oh, good one. Like, all right, so here's my, like, like mo- most obvious you don't do it, right? The Psycho remake. Okay, so, okay, if we're going to dig into this. Yeah. There's levels and there's rules. Okay. First rule. Cardio. First rule, cardio. 
Seat belts, bathrooms. Yeah. Bathrooms. <laughs> Got to limber, you know. Yeah, Stretch right. it out so you don't pull a hammy. Yep. Um, first rule I'm going to say is it cannot be popular. If it's a popular movie, you cannot remake it. It can even be a cult classic popular movie. You still can't remake it. This, You're not this, allowed. Okay, I'm first totally on board with this. Does this count for like the superhero stuff, like all yep. the Spider Man? Yep. I don't okay. want. I don't want. Listen, I've checked out of. I've checked out of superhero stuff. Comic book. I'm done. Good for you. Everybody was like me and Laura. Like, yeah, you know what? The last movie comic book we saw, Iron Man two. We're done. We don't give rats' asses about the Avengers. We don't give a fuck who died. Is this person? We read the comics before. We're done. Good for you. We have really fucking come too far <laughs> into into remaking the Hulk, Spider Man, Batman, uh, all the Avenger shit. Thor. Like I'm over it. I'm already over every single superhero movie. I'm like, let's make a sad movie. Maybe make some sad now. I'm done. Um, but that counts. Yes. So, okay. To answer okay, your question. Good. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> there are no rules to this argument. Hmm. It's not really an argument. Um, okay. Just wanted to, like, mm-hmm. is it about, like, remaking, right? Or are we talking about, like, somebody trying to remake Rocky Horror Picture? Or are we, you know, like, the superhero sort of, thing? Yes. Like, right? Because. So, no. So, you stand by, like, like this point, right? The point is, if it was popular, if it was huge, if it was thing, you leave it alone. Like I said, yes. If it is. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Before the remake, no one had ever heard of House on the Left. Yeah. Nobody has heard of it before ever until the remake. When the remake happened, people were like, oh my god, did you hear the last House on the Left? Did you see that? Uh-huh. And now there's a like a last House on the Left podcast like based on that kind of genre of murder and comedy it's become a whole entity yeah it's something right but before that before 2000 before 2002 Mm. you would never ever ever mention that movie in a fucking conversation what never never hardly ever (laughs) hardly ever uh so we're having a second beer we are and um, the title of the beer is "Are we having fun yet?" Yeah, I figured I'd bring it out. That's like the. I feel we it's are. It's got this fun. nice little clown fucking face of sad, sad clown, sad clown, or which I. It's I true. It's I not like it. That. It's not it. It's not it. No, it's just it's like this. Like uh, it looks like one of the hobo clowns from the. Oh goodness! Yeah, it's yeah. kind of the clown that that Jimmy Stewart plays in in the Greatest Show on Earth, which is one of the worst uh, Academy Award winners. There you go. Would you would you uh, remake that? So then, ah, okay. So my if if you have an idea that which is this sh- is a party pale ale. So by the way, and it's double dry hopped at six percent. Anyway, go ahead. If <laughs> if it was a shitty movie and you have an idea how to make it good, then yes, you can remake that. And even if it was sort of semi popular, so here's an example that I was actually okay with the remake. Ocean's Eleven, despite the fact that yes. huge fucking cast, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., etc., was not a good movie. And I didn't even see it, the right? old one. And, I didn't and, see and the old it one. was not a hugely popular movie. And so you're like, you know what? Not only can I get like George Clooney and all these people, but I'm going to make this good. 
Yeah. Like, this movie had potential, and it didn't meet it, but I'm going to do it right. Right. You get to, You can definitely make a try to remake in that. Yes. And I was fine with that. Like, that's a cool, you know. Um, and there's a difference, I guess, which people are like, we're not remaking it, we're revamping it. Or or, 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 it. or we're making it, like, a prequel. So it's before the movie actually happened, which is... Kind of irritating too. Like even I with, agree. So basically, but, so that's basically, okay. so it's basically happening right now with aliens. The movie Aliens. Melissa has strong feelings. I love Melissa. it. Cause she's sci-fi. Melissa. So Melissa is all about the sci-fi, and we're gonna break into it a little right now. But then the next episode, we're gonna really crunch into it hard. Word. So, but this episode, you're gonna taste. Ah, <laughs> oh, aliens. Yeah. All right, alien. Alien, aliens. Aliens. And that one came after. <laughs> Alright. So the most not the most recent. The second most recent aliens movie. You want me to have a reaction to Prometheus. Prometheus. Prometheus by name. Ridley Scott. And so this is also supposed to take place before Alien yep. even happened. Yep. And to and to set up that whole thing, to set the whole thing into motion. And and I will even bracket the fucking Scooby Doo moment in that movie. How he runs, she runs away from the spaceship like fucking Scooby and Shaggy. Yes, <laughs> like it's rolling at her, and she's running straight forward, break right, break left. How fucking hard would that be? Yep. Much like if but, you get caught in a riptide, do not swim against it. Swim, swim parallel, parallel to the shore. But this is not your primary issue with that movie. Let's talk about the primary issue. Or go into go into how you would go into it. So we're yeah. going to start off with that it's a prequel, but it's made way, way, way yeah. later than Alien. So it's a prequel, but I think it's also a prequel that really undermines and destabilizes what Alien and Aliens were doing. Because one of the things that the prequel does is it gives us explanations for things we did not need next explanations for and the explanations that scott comes up with in that movie are a the original aliens were the ones that created life on earth b they got angry at us because they once sent us their favorite alien and we nailed him to a cross Uh and c suddenly the science fiction movie is a movie about how jesus was an alien and that's why the aliens hate us so it's become religious basically explicitly I mean, there's a lot you can do symbolically, but they they skipped the symbol and just wrote it out. Yeah. And if that's the narrative, and if, it's, if that's the narrative we need to read into the earlier texts, and I will argue that we could potentially look at the earlier texts without thinking about Prometheus, which I generally prefer to do, not think about Prometheus. Yes. But if we were to read it into the earlier texts... Then the movie becomes about an angry god's wrath toward humanity. And that is an older story, but I think in many ways a much less interesting story than a story about humanity exploring a world that they, or rather a universe that they don't fully understand and coming across Mm. things that are completely strange and new. It is contained into our own mythologies and I have a lot of difficulty with that. 
And it kind of is, uh, like, and so how would you, I'll ask you as a question. I don't know why, but whatever. Word. Um, how, how would you really classify the first alien then? Would you classify it as Star Trek? Because I kind of would. We're exploring. We're exploring a different planet. We're almost on search of new ground, right? I kind of, you know, they kind of land and they kind of, shit's kind of weird and, you know, and then shit. Right, it's, so they're it's like, crazy. Right, they're like they're basically miners, but there's this they're looking under, for resources, right? You know. But there is this, uh, you know, thing built in. Like you find alien evidence of alien life, everybody go find that. Yeah, right. Yes. No matter who you are and what you're doing, you're kind of the company wants you to do this. And Star Trek is kind of like that, right? Like it, it's it, it's the no, it's an optimistic version, right? It's like the exploration of other planets. And they kind of don't really. The backstory is not there when you first watch Alien, right? It's it's more of less of like, it kind of crash lands you into that. It's like we're here, we're looking for other life forms or, or resources or whatever we're looking for, kind of a thing. And we discover this creature that wants to harm us, basically, kind of a thing. And in both Alien and Aliens, one of the the key questions that comes up is. What makes a person a person? Um, and what makes a human a human? And what makes a human worthwhile? And the villains in both pieces are not actually the, the aliens. aliens or the alien queen. The villains in both pieces are the company back at home, business. which has decided, yes, big business, that the Lord people <laughs> are much less valuable than the possibility of this life form, not from a scientific uh, perspective, but from an economic perspective, because mm-hmm. they want to somehow harness it and use it for a military purpose, which is your classic science fiction move for that period. Right, which is, that's a great, that's a great setup, you know. And we, we get in, in Alien, we have Ash, and yeah, Ash is the android among them who just mm-hmm. follows his programming and is revealed not to kind of hold personhood important to himself or 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 the personhoods of others as important or, vi- or inviolable instead what the company says goes and he is very kind of disdainful of the humans and their value and of course we undo that in aliens with bishop now bishop yeah. is suspected but bishop while not a human is a person and so, through the, the movies, we're toying with the question of what makes a human worthwhile or valuable? What do you value and how do you... And mm-hmm. what are the forces that come against that? Yeah. What are the enemy <clears throat> forces to that? Yeah. And that's why, you know, in many ways, you know, the aliens, and particularly the alien queen, yeah. while they are our antagonist, they're not straight up evil. No. You know, this is... This is their territory in the first place. Yes. And we have the scene where the alien queen and um, Ripley make a yeah, make a little truce. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't burn your eggs. You give me the kid. Now, Ripley does indeed burn the eggs, and the alien queen tries to get her revenge. Well, right. that's because Ripley broke the bargain. She did break the bargain. Break the deal. Go to the wheel. Exactly. Human behavior at its 100% accuracy. But we have a face-off between... Who thinks? more Like, I'll uh, maybe more intelligent. But yeah. We have a face-off between two characters who are thinking about themselves. Is it Nicolas as... Cage? No. 
Face off. Face off. Though in a weird way, if you look at the later movies, it's possible you can think about Ripley as... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. But Sorry. we have two characters who are thinking of themselves in kind of a maternal motherly way, even if they're not necessarily genetically. Mm. Yeah. And Newt. Newt, yes. And what they value there. But when we get to Prometheus, it matters a whole lot less for the structure of that movie. Yes. Who we are and what we value and what makes And did you like human. the first three? I like at least the first two. Okay. I think actually I you know what? I think, I think the, the third, third one I is, think the third one's underrated. I think it's kind of forgettable. You know, I th- I think it tries to do interesting things. It doesn't always succeed, but Prometheus thinks it's deep. And it isn't. It, it's very true. And I sort of It's like the Inception thing. Right. Inception that movie thinks it is so deep. It is pretty though. It's Inception. gorgeous. Oh it's, my god, that oh, movie it's very, is it's very stunning. cinematically uh aesthetically. But pleasing. it is not as smart as it thinks it is. No. It's like it's not. I've seen that story before. I've read that story before. You are not doing anything particularly clever, though you've made a beautiful version of it. Which is kind of like my whole like thing on certain movies, like and Prometheus whatever. was beautiful, by the way. There was some beautiful cinematography in that. And here's in the, Iceland. In Iceland. Yeah. Yes. And here's the thing: if you think it's smart, um. The Twilight Zone has already done it. That is for damn sure. I mean, and I can... If, if Rob she... Sterling... Rod. Rod Sterling. Rod Sterling <clears throat> has already written it, in my opinion, on science fiction. Of any, like, sort of... His his snippets of a 20-minute show... Yeah. And there's hundreds of them now. I think there's uh, probably a couple hundred. I've watched a lot of them. Uh, almost is every single story you've ever imagined, and it's t- it's taken. There's certain things where I'm like, and there's a really cool one. Simpsons did it <clears throat> exactly. It's the whole thing. Like Simpsons did it. It's like Twilight Zone has already done it, and it's throughout movies and stories and history and uh or sci-fi yeah. or or anything like Alien. You know, all sci-fi, all sci-fi stuff, kind of like or supernatural, maybe even. Uh, certain things like after death, death things are fun. Like there's, there's like, you know, civil war, uh, uh, ghost things going on and like certain ones. And you're just like, old scratch. That's a forgotten episode. Like there's a lot yeah. of episodes that are forgotten that like has already done. And people are watching that like a hawk being like, we can fucking redo that. We can redo it and make it awesome. And they're taking that. <clears throat> and yeah. And they're taking faster, that. stronger. But then when you go back and rewatch it, you're like, how fucking great was that same with like even like the the halloween remakes you know yeah the first halloween is amazing yeah because of the music because of the storyline it's a slasher film i get it but because of the storyline because of the fact that in that whole movie there was not one blood scene in the entire movie let's go back right to why is why is alien so good as a horror film Hmm. And well, it's actually I would classify it as just more sci-fi. Okay, but I guess you're. Gonna, Why is it scary? Because we can. Why is it scary? And the reason, at least that I think it's scary, uh-huh. the reason that it terrified the fuck out of me, 
is that you basically don't see the creature. You don't see the alien. Yes. You know, until until a couple moments late. Because you know what's scarier than anything that you see on the screen is your goddamn mind. And so it creates that terror. Whereas and, I love aliens. Like I love aliens. Great movie. But that's a shoot 'em up film. Yes. Right? The aliens themselves are terrifying in that they're going to kill me and eat me, but they're not psychologically terrifying. They're not inhabiting my dreams in a way like this dark thing out of the corner. Yeah. Right? Whereas Alien, you know, that's, that is scary stuff because it's the corner, the corner of your eye, this thing you don't quite see, the person who just vanishes when you're not looking. Yeah. Whereas I, you saw everybody who died in Aliens. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so quick... Game <clears throat> over, man! Um, yeah. So, okay, so quick uh, thing before we take a break here, because we're already in an hour. Yep. Uh, before we get to more, we can do more, but, but for this episode, we'll take a break after this, but just to end it on a note, um, what did you think... Of the merger between Alien and Predator. <laughs> and did you like the first one Alien. that was introduced? And I feel like it's almost the same concept as what you were just saying as far as like, we didn't, we use our own, um, we use our own um, brain for fear, like, and how. And I think... For me, for horror, right, or sci-fi, sometimes the quieter things are, the scarier they are. Damn straight. When nothing happens is what's everything is happening. That's everything. When nothing is happening, everything is happening in your own mind because you're like, oh, my God, he's behind the corner. Oh, my God, this is going to happen. Even if the scene doesn't have anything, the suspense to the scene in your own mind, in your own buildup because the lack of... Right, so in an instance, less is more. Yep. When you bring down the, the curtain, less is more. When you're doing less, it's creating this whole big world out there where you're like freaking the fuck out. You're like, oh my god, there's like so many things firing off, but nothing is happening. And music. And music. Music right? is a big. Which is why Carpenter key. is amazing. Oh. Right. When Just because of that best. sound. Just because of that. I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, that is legendary for a reason. Yep. Because it scared the shit out of people just because of that sound. Yep. You know? And that's what I love about John Carpenter. Director, writer, score. Like, yep. the the guy... And, and when, not to keep going back, but we went back to the remakes. Yep. When you remake a John Carpenter film, I'm already angry because he already did it for you. He fucking already killed it for you. Stop fucking with this shit. You don't fuck with my artist, you know? Like, right. It's like when you get tattooed. Don't get tattoos over tattoos. Just don't do it. There's or, some people, my friends, yeah. who do it. Don't fucking do it. Art is meant to be left. If Some you are... And it goes to music, too. Yes. If you're going to do a cover, you better stamp that. Oh, you better a, be doing something different. This is a whole different topic, but yeah. Right? I got a lot of feelings on that that whole thing right there. Don't just like... Well, here's how X person did it. Now I'm going to do it. What's a great cover? Live and Let Die. 
Guns N' Roses cover of Little Man Tide. Yeah, right? sure. The best cover. There's there's one best cover ever, and it's Jimmy's cover. There you go. Right? <laughs> All Along the Watchtower. All Along the Watchtower right. is the best cover. Because I think, it's anyway. so fucking different. Because it's, it's his own. Because it's, it's his somebody his who took a song that wasn't very popular and popularized it yep. by just doing it. Being yep. like, I'm going to help you. I don't know. I'm just going to cover it. Hazy Shade of Winter, Bengals. Right? Yeah. Great cover. Original song, amazing. Cover, amazing. Because it's different. Because mm-hmm. you're doing something different. And the same goes for movies. And the same, right, you know... If you're remaking something, and again, I stand by your original point. If that movie was great, or that movie was defining, or generationally important, or etc. Or cult classic. You leave it the fuck alone. You leave it alone. Right? But, and this is what differs it from music. For me. Yeah, definitely. Right? I can, there can be a great song out there. There can be a great song that I have like, oh my god. I have a different vision for this. And by remaking it, I'm doing something different. But the people who are remaking movies don't think about it that way. They're thinking, I'm going to remake Psycho, so I'm just going to do Psycho again, and I'm going to try to make money. Whereas I most of what's going on with the Psycho remake. That was... Really? At all. No. Uh, in that... I don't think, especially that particular remake, because that particular remake, they painstakingly did it shot for shot. Not accidentally did it shot for shot. Right. I think it's more akin, not so much the idea of like, I'm going to make a million dollars, well, (laughs) a million dollars, quaint. Um... (laughs) Not that I'm going to make bank on this, but more along the lines of an obsessive kind of lingering over the object of their obsession. So it's creepy. Oh, sir, it's creepy. It's stocky. Which fits with with the topic. Because it wasn't a case of, you know, thinking necessarily that they were trying to do it better mm-hmm. because they were trying to do it exactly the same. And so that makes it in fact even worse. I don't think so. I think it makes it perhaps ill conceived. But not it's not craven. Mm-hmm. All right, well let's let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to the alien and predator. Yeah. This is my last stage cuz we got to take a break. Yeah. All right. Uh I love the Alien vs. Predator. There, I mean, there's so much things I can say about Psycho too, but there's so yeah. many. Let's let's talk about that first, uh, and then next round we'll, we'll bring it all back. Uh, what did you think about the the mesh? The, I love the Alien vs. Predator. Okay, I thought this is fun. This tells a different story. What this story gives does it me, tell? Told me all about the predators, and eventually, <laughs> as we move through that whole thing, it told me about aliens too, like. There was new narrative that happened that did not undercut anything that came before. Mm-hmm. Right? It didn't mess with earlier stories. And it also, those movies did not pretend to be anything other than they were, which was fun. Fun. Exactly. That's kind of what I thought about it. I thought <laughs> it was super fun. I thought it was sci-fi. And I thought what we were just talking about before, what it was quiet. Shit was quiet. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, 
lurked out of the darkness was the fucking alien just oozing at your face, right? Right behind the guy. And you're just like, yes! This is every... And then there's a fight between them, right? Then there's the battle. And then there's the the human getting involved uh, instinct of, should I fucking kill? And then they're like, they're like fucking slapper with the you know here's their brave badge award basically like yeah. let's go like you're right you're cool and with me if you're killing and basically made aliens still out to be the bad guy and the best part about in fact most of those is that humans we are so secondary uh-huh. to all we were, those we movies. were third in that one for yeah. a second and then we've become uh, I think. Well, we we became first. It's but, true. The, but, la- the but most we, recent yeah. one. But broadly uh, speaking, this shit is going on, and we are incidentally there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was a good mesh. Well, mash we're incidentally up. there as characters. We're incidentally there as characters, but also as broadly as a species. Like, it de-emphasizes like humans is so important. Yeah. So what did you think, Melissa? Did you like it, or did you dislike the, the mesh-up? <sighs> Melissa sighs. I think it's mostly a B-movie. It's definitely a B-movie, for sure. Yeah, and, and that... Is it forgettable? Yes. I... You know, it, it is bubblegum and soda pop, and it's there and it's gone, and there's reasons and places for that, but I don't tend to dwell on it mm. because i, guess I don't so, think that it doesn't have a lot to make me thoughtful so i, I, I guess that's things. kind of i guess it's going to tie it all back together as we end this uh episode of forgetting things <laughs> of why we should forget things <laughs> and since we bring it all around some things are meant to be forgotten and some things are not and maybe alien versus predator is one <laughs> But Something sense of are... direction or, you know, uh, mm. you know, any, any kind of, uh, thing that we talked about before yeah. of, you know, what we're missing in the world, uh, bringing that, bringing that. In. So when the big EMP pulse comes and all our electronics die, yeah. What are the things that we have lost that we're fucked? And we're not going to care about alien versus predator. We're going to remember alien maybe mm. more or predator maybe. Either one. It's true. As we're sitting around the campfire, going to tell the story of Alien. Going to tell the story. But probably not Alien versus Predator. And now, if everything went black, people would recite those stories because they're movies, right? They would and just tell them. Also, and because there's, to both Melissa and Joe's point, there's stories. There's like, stories. there's real stories there. Yeah. Right? Alien is a real story. Yeah. And you would tell that again because it's a good story. Yes. And you might fabricate it a little bit. True. But when the troubadour comes to, you know, <laughs> to town, telling you a story of Alien versus Predator, you know, you're like booing that dude off stage. Mm-hmm. You're trying to fucking make shit, yeah, more than it is. Stop. <laughs> Doing too much, buddy. <laughs> All right. You guys want to leave anything out into the world for this episode? Um, again, I would come back to the beer that Joe and I are drinking, which says, are we having fun yet? And are you? I believe I am. I'm definitely having fun. You guys having fun? Absolutely. All right. 
Good deal. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back. We'll be back sooner than these people, but <laughs> following these guys got to wait a week for more sci-fi talk and some other. But we'll get into it. Sucks for them immediately. So yeah, kind of sucks for them, but you gotta leave them on a cliffhanger. It's true. We're gonna talk more sci-fi, more fun shit. So all right, we'll be back late. All right, that's it for Melissa and Gabe's round one. <clears throat> Tune in next week for round two. Thank you to Gabe and Melissa for coming out and hanging out. Thanks to the Rosen Crown in Palo Alto. Thanks to Al Arsenal in San Carlos. And the the Willow Market in Menlo Park. And James View Store Mountain View. All great places to get great beer and maybe meet some great people. They all hang around there. So, And thanks everybody for tuning in. If you uh, are on Apple, you listen to this on Apple, go give it a star rating. And like I said, I don't give a fuck what you rate it. Just rate something. Uh, leave a little comment. Tell me what you liked about the show, what you don't like about the show. Do it to it. And I will talk to you guys next week. Late. Late.